0: Praise the lord fantastic eh? well i didn't recognize many of those faces but uh, i guess they've been coming to church have they (laughs) we're gonna have a great time so don't forget to bring your friends you got someone you've got in mind in your heart right now why don't we just lift their hand a hand to the lord so we're gonna pray together let's believe god for our friends to be saved 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 that's the reason for christmas christ came into the world emmanuel god with us The presence of God to save man. Father, we just live before you, our friends and loved ones, right now. Come on, young ones, let's get praying. Father, we thank you for your presence and your power, available to save all who will come to you. We lift our friends before you now. We pray you go ahead of us. You begin to draw them, open their hearts, that they might respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They might be born into the kingdom of God, added to the church of Jesus Christ, become productive disciples of Jesus Christ father we pray for our loved ones we pray for friends we pray for them to be saved in the mighty name of jesus christ lord let heavens open let the hearts of people be open as we reach out to them and let your presence come into the meeting to touch them powerfully and mightily and bring them to jesus christ everyone said amen, amen. Well, i want to pray for an awesome young man here where is he sitting over there somewhere he was over there He's... Ben. Where's Ben? Ben Simmons. He's over that side. He tricked me, say. (laughs) Well, uh, this morning we were praying some people into membership in the church. Ben went right through the course, and I really want to honor him today because uh, on our membership day, he gave up a great opportunity. We would have taken him up to Auckland with uh, someone quite famous. But he said, I want to be here. I want to get this thing finished. I want to become part of the church. So let's give him a great clap and just honor him tonight. We want to pray for him. Come on. Where's Ben? Ben? Ben Simmons. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on up. We want to pray for you, mate. Come on, pray for you. Ian, why don't you come on up here? Let's, let's give him a double banger tonight. eh? <laughs> great stuff. A great young man. Amen. Who reckons he's got a great potential, eh? eh? You reckon he's got a great potential? Yeah, I reckon so. Raise the lower corner will around the other side, Ian. Okay, we'll take one hand each, eh? And we'll just pray and believe God to do something in his life. Father, we just thank you for being today, Lord. We welcome and receive him into Bay City as a member. Father we pray your hand upon him we pray the anointing and power of the holy spirit to come around his life we pray lord you'd release and activate gifts within his life in Jesus mighty name hallelujah let's just wait on the lord now I will speak to you for sure
1: thank you lord come <laughs> thank you lord God is going to tune your life upside down There is things that you have worked with in your life and to lay a foundation. You've watched your parents. You've seen things that have happened around their lives and you've seen them go through stuff. The Lord says he's going to begin to use that as a foundation that where they finish, that's going to be your beginning point. There's much in your hereditary line that God is going to begin to bring to pass for you because there's been many promises and many things that many people have labored for for you for this day and this generation. There's many things that God's going to give you. One of them I see is God's going to give you hands that are going to work miracles and signs and wonders, that you you, you are to begin to dream about them inside your heart, begin to get hold of them inside your mind, and begin to say, Lord, this is possible. This thing that you have promised in your word is possible. Not only is it possible, but I am going to see it. Lord says, don't be afraid of the faces of men, because I will be with you when you stand before them and watch and see the salvation of God through your hands.
0: Since God's put a business ability in your life, I believe there's a dream inside you to start up your own business, to branch out, and to be a person who's going to generate income in the kingdom of God. I see God putting ideas and seeds and dreams in you, connecting you to people so that you have connections which will help you to go forward much more rapidly than you would normally have gone. And God's presence is upon your life. You're going to rise up as a leader. You're going to rise up as someone who'll touch the lives of many people. Holy Spirit, come on them today in Jesus' mighty name. Let your power mm. touch his life. Let fire come from heaven over Thank his Jesus. life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good stuff. Yeah, why, do. why, don't While you're on seat, why don't you hook out another couple? <laughs> 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 you no, know I'm going to hook out one. another couple. Thank you, right. you, Lord. How you many would be so many see people. a couple more people hooked out and pray for tonight?
2: <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Good
1: Mary Luton, would you like to come out? I don't know what your name is. Would you just through here? Would you like to come up here? Yeah, yeah. you just turn sideways. Yeah, would you like to come, yeah. come up here? <laughs> How are ya? Okay. You scared? Yeah. <laughs> Can I hold your hand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Let's just reach out, yeah. Father. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord has a very, very specific destiny for your life. There's going to come inside your life the ability to counsel people. You're going to find that God's going to bring people around your life, and you're going to find that you're going to have words for them that are going to actually change their lives. God's going to give you words that are going to change the lives of people. The Word says this, that my words are to tear down, to root out, to sow, and to plant. And the very word that you're going to speak around the lives of people, God is going to tear down, root out, sow and plant. And you're going to see the lives of people changed by your words. You, you, often you look at yourself and you thought this, that I don't have anything to give. The Lord looks inside and he sees what he's put inside there. It's not your ability, but it's what he's given you. Also, what I see is that on the mantel shelf, there is a picture of your face here. That there are times when God looks at it and remembers the day of your salvation. He remembers you and who you are. He has a destiny written underneath there for you that's going to change your life. The words that come out of your mouth are going to bless, they're going to sow, and they're going to plant and change the lives of people. Sounds good, eh? Doesn't it? Close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask, Lord, that your anointing and your glory would come upon this young woman. Father, your fire would begin to rest upon her soul. In Jesus' name, Lord, that in the night watch, Lord, in the night watch, you'd visit her. Let your glory, Father, let your glory come around her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Feel good, eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Pray for one more. Well, would you like to come here, please? Yeah, yeah. come up here, man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you write songs yet? no do you write poetry and play around with the words not yet give me hands (laughs) thank you lord jesus what i what i saw was a scroll begin to unroll and it had things like a songwriter and that's and i I don't just mean writing songs for up here i mean songs and melodies inside your heart that are going to find their way into the throne room of the glory of god you are you you've got something inside your life that that is very passionate and you have a, tend- ten- a tenderness inside of you, which draws the heart of God to you. It's, like a, it's almost like a substance that God can come and touch inside of your heart others. Like and you're going to find that in the night watch, God is going to come and speak to you. I want you to begin to get a pen and a bit of paper next to your bed. Because in dreams, God is going to begin to speak to you about supernatural things and promises for your life. There are things that are going to come to pass in the night watch that are going to blow your brain. There are things that you've heard, Mike, even this morning, you saw that guy race on the do this morning. Did you see that this morning? The very thing that you've seen there, God says, you're going to see it. I want you to look at me. God, you, the of the Lord says is, is, you're going to see it with your own eyes. You are going to see it with your own eyes. The Lord says, bring it a dream, because those dreams are inside your heart, and they're from the Father. Amen? Close your eyes. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, let the anointing and the glory of God come around his life. Father, in Jesus' name withdraw the resurrection power of the kingdom. Lord, release it in Jesus' name. Father, release it around his life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bring Amy up
0: too. Amy. Amy Rambi.
1: Amy, Amy, Amy Mumbi. Is it Amy? Hallelujah. Jesus. Well, what I see is there's a pathway and it, there's a fork in the road, and there's some decisions that you're making this year that are very pertinent to your life. I believe that you need to set aside a period of time to seek the heart of God. There is destiny. And it's, what I see too is it doesn't really matter which fork you take, God is going to be with you. The word's very clear. The word says, as you walk along a path, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And what I believe this is the Lord says, no matter what you choose, he is going to be with you. That his rod and his staff is going to comfort you in those very places that you have thought have been the places of death. The word is this, though yea thou, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for your rod and your staff. They come me. That is the power and the dimensions of the realm of the kingdom of heaven and the shepherding of God as your Father. The Lord says that today is going to become your Father in a greater measure than what you've ever known. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over every curse that has been sent against her life. Father, every generational binding that has been released. Lord, in this generation to touch and, and control their life. Lord, today, I break it. Break it in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that tonight, Father, we ask tonight for the wellspring of the glory of the kingdom to be unlocked in a life. The well of the wellspring of glory to be unlocked in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah!
2: Good
0: Good stuff. Praise the Lord! Great, the presence of God is here. Amen. How many looking forward to Christmas coming up? One or two. One or two. eh? It's great. Great to look forward to something. You know, we're made and designed to have a hope and always to be looking ahead to something in the future. You're made to have a dream. I want to speak about guarding the dream in your heart, guarding the dream in your heart. Want not you look with me? We're going to go into Psalms in Psalm 37 and verse 4. Now, God tells us in his word, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good, not evil, that I might give you a hope, a future, something for you to look forward to. You're designed to be a person who lives for the future, not just lives for the now, lives in the present, but you're designed so you you are made so that uh, you are motivated in hell by something in the future. Notice the things we have right in front of us. Soon they're over, and then there's the next day, and there's another thing, another thing. God wants us to have something which is lasting. I like this time of year. I like to look forward to Christmas. Great to look forward to the presents and the time together, holiday break, all that kind of stuff, but then it's come and it's gone. But God wants to put a dream in your life that will last much longer than just this Christmas or next Christmas. Something that will motivate you for a lifetime. And so we're going to look at a scripture here in uh, Psalms. And uh, it goes like this. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And He will give you the desires of your heart. Every person is created to relate to God. We're all made for a relationship with God. But we're also designed for a purpose. God wants you to enter into intimate relationship with him and to discover that purpose. I was with a man in Taiwan who's a billionaire, and he said, oh, well, you know, my friends don't go to church because they don't have any needs. You know, they've got a lot of money. I said, there's only one reason to go for church, to have your needs met. But there's one basic need that you have that hasn't been met, and no one can give it to you except God. You don't know what to do with all the money you've got. He said, you've got more money than you can spend in the rest of your life. You've got more money now. What are you going to do with all of your life? Are you going to spend it making more money? Or are you going to realize that God created you for a purpose and you begin to connect with Him and discover that purpose and begin to start to make your life count for eternity? You need a dream to motivate your life. You need a dream of the future. Notice what it says. Delight yourself in the Lord. Or literally, be soft, be pliable, be yielded as a worshiper of God. In other words, God talks about having an intimate relationship where we just love him for who he is. Not love him because we're coming and saying, God, you're the big Santa Claus in the sky. Do something good for me. But rather, God, I love you. I passionately delight in you. I want to live a life that's pleasing to you. I want to hear what you have to say. And out of that delighting in the Lord, the Bible tells us God will give you the desires of your heart. How many of you know you have desires? Some of them are good ones. How many of you got a few bad desires? Yeah, 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 the bad ones have a habit of cropping up, haven't they? But you've got to really overcome bad desires by bringing them to death, by actually bringing them and acknowledging them before the cross. Just bring them to the Lord and allow allow Him to bring these things to death. But we need to cultivate desires that God has put within us. Every one of us has got desires. And that's what it tells us here. You delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. I want to just talk about a story tonight. We're going to look into the story. I'm going to see about a woman who had desires and dreams in her heart. And as she delighted in the Lord, God uncovered the dream she had. And God brought a dream into being in her life. And I want to bring a parallel in your own life. And then we're going to show you a little video clip at the end. You're going to love this. You're able to go home tonight and you say, I I went to church and I saw someone raised from the dead. Our God we serve is a God who raises people up. Amen. Whatever situation you're in, however bad it is, God can lift you up and give you something to look forward for. Once you look in the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. We're looking at the story of Elisha. Elisha was a great prophet. He was a man anointed by God. The Spirit of God was upon him. In other words, he had a a direct access to God. God spoke with him. God had empowered him with a tremendous and a powerful presence of God on his life. And when he spoke, things happened. He worked miracles. He did amazing wonders and signs to demonstrate that our God is alive. Now it says, uh, verse 8, it says, It came on a certain day, Elisha went past to Shunem, and there was a great woman, and she compelled him to come in and eat with them. And so it was, every time he passed by, he went into her place to eat bread. And she said to her husband, Behold now I perceive this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let's make a chamber in the wall, Let us, or in other words a little room, And uh, let's make an expansion. Let's just enlarge the house a little. We'll sit in there, a bed and a table, a stool, a candlestick. Every time he comes past here, he's not going to stay in a hotel. He's going to stay at our place. I want to show you several keys that come out of the story. You can look what happened in the story. Number one, we need to recognize the power of the anointing. We need to recognize the power of the anointing. When we talk about the anointing, we're talking about the Spirit of God. The Bible tells us very clearly that all that we can see, all that was created, was brought into being by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is a creative spirit. He's very creative. Have a look around creation. You see the diversity of creation. God is a creative spirit. When God made you, He made you and put something of Himself inside you. But what you need to realize is that without God, we can never tap into the things God has planned for us. Our limited without a relationship with God. And so the first thing we need to recognize is to recognize the power of the anointing. How do we access the anointing of God? There's a number of ways we can access it. Number one, we can access it through worship. When you and I worship, we can come into encounters with God where his spirit comes on us and God begins to birth in us ideas and dreams, things we have never even thought of. There are things God has planned for you. He says, my thoughts are higher than yours. God has got plans for your life bigger than your little plans. But in a place of worship, in a place of intimacy, God is able to speak to us and begin to enlarge and put into our life some of the dreams He has for us. A second place so we can access the anointing, when you and I get born again, God puts His Spirit within us. There is an anointing within like a river. As we stir our inner life in prayer, there is, we have access to the rivers of God. We have access to the life of God, creative ideas. God is able to give you visions. He's able to, in a moment of time, put an idea into your life that can change your future. We need to recognize the presence of God is able to change our life. There's a third place you can access the anointing of God, and that is on a man of God. God anoints people with different mantles and different abilities. We need to understand it's important to recognize and receive men that carry the power of the Holy Ghost on their life. See, one of the ways we can access the life of God is through our own personal relationship. But another way which God has designated that you can access power and life is through connecting and relating and being open and receptive to someone who carries a mantle of God. And these days, God is releasing an apostolic anointing, a prophetic anointing. There are powerful anointings being released into the world. When we connect with men who carry such an anointing, we can be shifted very quickly into another level in our walk with God. We can receive impartation that would take us all our life to ever get to that. Paul says to the Philippians in Philippians 1, 4, he says, you are partakers of my grace. In other words, Paul carried an ability, an empowerment of the Holy Ghost that brought miracles, that brought enlargement, and people who connected to him tapped into the same flow of anointing. That's why it's important who you welcome into your life. When Jesus came into his own town, they rejected him. The power of God was not released through him. Now, friend, they could have gone and they could pray all they like to God in heaven. But God was moving in a man and they didn't receive that man. And because they didn't receive that person, they were unable to tap into the anointing and power that would have changed their lives. You and I need people in our lives that carry an anointing that can impart to us ideas, prophetic words, visions, dreams, ability. I hunger for that. I have gone around the world for that. I've gone to places where men carried an anointing of God and by receiving them, by sowing into them, by welcoming them into my life, God touched and changed my life. I went all the way around the world to Nigeria as a result of a man of God laying hands on me over the last two years. I've seen a dramatic increase in miracles of healing, all kinds of manners of different healings, not so much here as overseas, but I've seen some in this place as well above and beyond what I've seen before. Friend, make no mistake. You need to connect to people as well as to the living God. Our first place of tapping the power of God is in our personal relationship. When we receive Christ and the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes in, we need to stir that anointing within. Stir our prayer life. Why? Because there's a well in there and God can give you ideas. God can give you seed thoughts. God can wake you up and give you a dream. God can wake you up and give you an idea. God can pour into your life a download of things that would keep your life for the rest of it full of ideas and things. Now, you've got to realize that. You've got to realize that. You've got to realize the power of God. God is creative. God has carried, he, he touches our life with His presence, and things can change in just a moment. Now, it doesn't happen every meeting, but if you're open, you can hear from God regularly. Say, but we need to connect. We need to connect to a local church where the presence of God is, where the power of God is. Why? Because when you connect and begin to uh, b- uh, begin to flow into that church and become properly connected, there's a release of anointing that will birth ideas in you, will activate your potential, will bring about growth in your life. we've got to realize and value the presence and power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's why we want meetings which are charged with the life of God. That's why we want to stretch our faith. Why? Because God, in one moment of time, You could put a word in your heart, a dream in your spirit, and suddenly something kicks off and your life begins to change. That's why we send our young leaders, we send them to places where anointed men of God carry the presence and power of God. Why? Because we know when they get there, something will change inside them. That's why we finance Stephen Alley to go up into uh, Malaysia and up into Australia. Why? Because they connect with anointed men of God. God expands the vision, expands the dream, expands something in their life. Friend, that's how you catch it. You catch it if you've got a right attitude and you're open but you've got to be open. You've got to be hungry. See, it's not just about jumping up and down. I love the jumping, the shouting. Yay, bring it on and bring more of it. But friend, there's more to it than that. It's actually in our heart connecting with the spirit and person of God. It's being open to receive from God, whether it be directly, whether it's in worship time, or whether it be through ministry of laying on the hands and someone bringing a word of God to you. You need to value people who carry the anointing. I love him. I hang out with him. You know something? I prayed, God, connect me to this man. He moves in faith. I want to move in the realm of faith and miracles. God made a way for me to connect with him. As a result of that, I started to carry anointing on my life like I had never done before. God changed me. You catch things from people. not just catch bad things. You can catch real good things. Who are you hanging out with? People that carry the anointing of God? Are you making the, the adequate commitment that will enable you to access the life of God? God is not a de facto God. You don't get anything out of a casual relationship with God. You have to make commitments. You ever look at some of the young people here who have made commitments? And watch what's happening in their life. And then watch this page for future developments. You're going to see some great things. You're going to see some great things. We've got a whole new bunch of people rising up. And they've got a hunger for God and a commitment to God and the things of God. And I'll tell you something. You value the anointing, you'll start to see things happen. So number one, this woman valued the anointing. She recognized an anointed man of God. And she said, see that man there? He carries the power of God. I want God. I want that man to come into my house. I don't want him to go to a hotel down the road. I want him in my place. I want him in there. I want him praying in our place. Because when he prays in our place, presence of God is going to come. The heaven will open up. She Valued the anointing. So, number one, we need to recognize and value the anointing of the Holy Ghost and connect to people who carry strong anointings of God. Number two, we need to make room in our life for God. Make room. Notice what she said let us make a room on the wall. In other words, let's renovate the house. Let's renovate the house and make some room. We need to make room in our life for God. See, So there's several things that make room for God. Sacrifice makes room for God. When you make offerings to God. when you See, I noticed tonight, there's many young ones. You're not, you're not, you haven't learned to give yet. You haven't learned that sacrifice, giving something, is what opens the heavens for God to come around over your life. We're in some churches in Uganda. And we, I was in one church, Andy was in another. We compared notes how the meetings went afterwards. It was quite clear that in the meeting Andy was in, there was a much greater outpouring of the Holy Ghost than the one I was in. How come? And we talked and we began to ask, oh, I wonder what the differences were. And then we observed that in one, people had been taught to give to God and there was an open heaven. In the other, they hadn't been taught to give to God. They were still holding back. And what happened was, God was holding back on them too. Friend, giving opens the heavens. you have got to learn to give to God. You, know, you say, Well, I don't do this. And listen, you've got pocket money. On, you give 50 cents. A tithe is hard to give no matter when you give it. You know, whether you've got a dollar and you give 10 cents, or whether you've got $10 and you give $1, Whether you've got $20, give $2. No matter what it is, it's still, you've got to actually step out and sow. People who sow, who give into the kingdom of God, they're the ones who open the heaven tithing opens the heaven offerings begin to release god's life Friend, you don't have to wait till you grow up to start giving to god you start now 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 you know when we were raising our kids we used to give them their pocket money and if they got a dollar for a week for their pocket money for what they not jobs around well it was divided up and there was always 10 cents went to god 10 cents went for saving and the rest they could spend Because you've got to learn to do these things. You've got to actually build into your life the things that this woman made room for God. Have you made room for God in your life? If you want God to do some bigger things, make bigger room. Make bigger room. Make bigger room. One of the ways you make bigger room is through sacrifice, through giving to God. And so when we want God to do something fresh in our life, we always take out an offering and we begin to give sacrificially. And an offering is an offering when you really feel it. You don't feel it, it's probably not a real offering, is it, eh? Okay, second thing that she did was she served. Served. She served the man of God. Notice this, she served the man of God. She made herself available. First of all, they went out of their way. They actually renovated and altered their house so that this man of God could come and stay there. Then the next thing she did was she served him. She looked after him, provided food, provided She Now, notice this, she is delighting herself in the Lord. She didn't ask for a single thing. I found a lot of people, their service has got an agenda. I'll do this for you, you've got to do something back. Or I'll do this as long as I can get something. Friend, that's not delighting in the Lord. To delight in the Lord is to love Him and actually do things because I delight in the Lord. It's a great thing to recognize, servant of God, honor them, bless them, give to them, serve them. So this woman served. She had a great heart to serve. And finally, she made changes. She had to adjust her whole lifestyle. The house was permanently different when she made room for God in her life. How much change are you willing to make in your lifestyle? You're willing to get up early. You're willing to spend some time. Knock out some of the TV watching. Knock out some of the internet watching. Spend a little bit more time with God. Make room in your life for God to do something big. So number one, recognize the power of the anointing to change your life. Number two, make room in your life for God. It will cost you something. There'll be a sacrifice involved. Sacrifice of time. Sacrifice of money. Make room in your life. It'll mean a lifestyle change. You want more of God? Get rid of something that's clogging up your life. Make room in your life for God. Okay? We want more of God in our life. We've got to make room for Him. Notice the third thing she did. She welcomed the prophetic word. She, there's a, you, we need to welcome God's word to us. Notice what happens in uh, verse 13. And, uh, the, the, after this had been going on for a long time, and she's been delighting in the Lord and ministering and serving and giving sacrificially, eventually... The servant of God came and said, well, what can we do for her? Notice in verse 13, well, she's done all the stuff for us. What can we do for her? We do this or do that and whatever. And Gehazi said, that's the servant. He said, hey, listen, she's got no child and her husband's old. In other words, they can't have children. He's past it. And uh, so whatever that is. And uh, he said, well, call her in. He called her to the door. And she said, verse 16, about the season, according to the time of life, you will embrace a son. And she said, oh no, man, if God don't lie, but she conceived. You notice we need to welcome the, the word of God. Now, what happened was she delighted in the Lord. She delighted to love the Lord, give to the Lord, sacrifice and just a lifestyle. You know what God did? God said, I see something in your heart and life a little dream that you never thought would be possible. You've looked at your circumstances and said, how could that ever happen? She looked, at your husband every day, and he's old and he's not interested in her anymore. And she's thinking, man, this is over for me. I'll never have a child. And God saw that thing in her heart. He said, I know what's in your heart. And he said, nothing's too difficult for me. And God said, you're going to have a child. You're going to have a child. You're going to have a child. Now, what is it for you that God wants to put into your heart? Say, think about it. That child could represent One of your friends being saved. A seed sown into your heart. Very precious that God would touch one of your friends or your family, and bring them to Him. Perhaps that seed is a dream. It's a dream of a future. Perhaps it's a dream that you'll one day lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You'll, you'll move and preach in other nations. You'll see God move in your school. It could be a dream. What is it that's deep in your heart? You say, um, that's a, you know, I just long for that more than anything. Maybe it's that you'll be a songwriter. Maybe it's that God would raise you up and work through you very powerfully in finances. What is it that's inside your heart? See, it, often we don't even stop long enough to ask the question, if I can do anything I want to do, what is in my heart? What is the dream that's in your heart? Friend, God can put prophetically something into your spirit like that and your life will be different. You will bring forth something. That woman brought forth a child. That child represents something supernatural coming out of her life that was destined to make a difference in the nation. God wants to do something through you. He wants to use you. He wants to impact you, but you've got to let him speak into your life. You don't know what could happen through your life. See, easy to look around and say, well, I'm old, I'm pastor, I'm too young, or I don't know this, I don't know that. We've got all these reasons. She had all those reasons, but God brought a word, and she received that word, and it was done to her exactly according to what God said. What immense power the prophetic word of God has got. When God looks at you and sees you loving him and delight in him, Suddenly there's an overflow from heaven one day. Maybe it's in your prayer time. Maybe it's a visiting prophet. And maybe God just speaks and suddenly a dream is sown in your heart of what could be in your life. That's the most wonderful thing. If you haven't got a dream, you're going around in circles. If you haven't got a dream from God, then the dreams you have got will soon be fulfilled and they won't satisfy your life. God wants to give you a dream that will capture your energy in life. Maybe a dream to make a difference in school. Maybe a dream related to your career. Maybe a dream related to God working through your life in some way. God wants to captivate you with a dream. Your dream is your future. Say so your dream, that's what I see. That's my future. I see this. And that dream captivates you. It begins to focus your life. When you have a dream, you begin to stop doing stuff. Why? Because I'm, I'm doing this. This is where I'm going. When you've got no dream, anything comes along to you take your attention. The Bible says without a prophetic vision, people just miss up on the opportunities that come in life. What dream has God put in your life? Have you taken time to discover it? Have you positioned yourself worshiping God and open to God so he can actually put a dream in your heart? See, you don't want to be like the rest of the fish that are all going downhill with nothing to do. They don't know where they're going. You want to be a person with a dream. A person with a dream stands out in the crowd. You may not be as smart as everyone else, but if you've got a dream, you'll end up in a different place to everyone else. Eh? You may not be as gifted as everyone else, but if you've got a dream from God, it'll take you to places that you would never else have gone. You have to have a dream. Have to have a dream. Have to have a dream. Think about your wedding. Say, you'll get married one day. What's it going to be like? Do you have a dream what it will be like? That you'll be clean and pure and have never given yourself to anyone, and God's presence will come. People will weep because the presence of God is there and they see that God's hand is on your life. Do you have that kind of dream? If you don't have a dream like that, it'll never happen. You have to have a dream for it. You have to believe for it. God wants to put dreams in our heart, dreams of ministry, dreams of things that could happen, dreams in business, dreams in the community. Say, who knows what you were put in this place, Hastings on Napier, Hawke's Bay, to accomplish. God's got a dream for you. You're not past it. Your time isn't finished yet. Your best is ahead of you yet. See, so number one, we need to value the anointing and what it can do in our life. We need to make room for God in our life. We need to welcome the prophetic word because it'll be the doorway to our destiny. And so what happened, next thing we see is that your dream has to be guarded. You have to guard the dream. The Bible's full of people who are dreamers. God spoke to young Joseph when he was a young boy. God just showed him supernaturally a vision and God gave him a clear picture of his future one day he'd be the leader and ruler over his brothers and over the nation you know what happened that dream come under tremendous pressure if you're a dreamer then when others are saying we're going to the pub we're going our dream you say not me i got a dream i'm following my dream don't don't you worry they'll give you a hard time for that you got to hold on to your dream You've got to guard your dream bible tells us the woman had the baby and then something happened It says verse 18, when the child had grown up, there was a certain day went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. He had something wrong with his head, sunstroke or something. And they said, carry him to the mother. And when he was taken to him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon. And then he died. Then he died. Seems like it's a terrible end of the story, but it isn't actually the end. You've got to recognize this, that every dream that God gives you will face attack from the devil. The devil is a dream thief. He doesn't mind you going around in circles. What he doesn't want you to do is to discover God's dream for your life and pursue it. And so he'll do everything to steal the dream. He'll surround you with people that'll take your dream. He'll send some young man to you, unsaved young man who looks spunky, and he'll lead you off and steal your dream. Or He'll send some girl to you who doesn't love Jesus draw you away and steal your dream. He'll send some kind of pressure on your life to steal your dream. He'll send some kind of conflict on your life. Friend, the Bible's full of people who went through tremendous conflicts. Think of David. David had a dream in his heart, a God-given dream of being a king of a nation. And here he is. His city's burnt to the ground. His family have been taken away. Even the people that were following him against him. It didn't look, but he held the dream. See, he had a dream. See, the dream that you have can change the lives of people around you. The dream you have is not just for you, it's for others as well. David's dream of being a king was not just for him. It was for a nation to bring it into revival. Think about it. Joseph didn't do look good when he was in a prison, but he still had a dream and he held on to his dream. You've got to hold the dream. There'll be all kinds of pressures. People will laugh at your dream. People will say, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Hold the dream. Hold the dream. Your dream is your future. You ask people, what are you dreaming? What are you thinking about? What is your future? Uh, I don't know. I just go to a party on Saturday night, I guess. Oh, man, you're lost. You're really lost. You've got nothing motivating your life. You don't know where you're going. You need a dream. You need a vision. You need some kind of goal for your life, preferably a God-given goal, a God-given dream. See? So there are many people in the Bible. Peter didn't look like he was going to be a great preacher of the gospel when he's full of, full of fear and he's denying Jesus Christ. But he still had a dream in his heart, and God raised up the dream. Friend, the devil can make it look like your dream will never come about that you'll never come out. I think, I think of Beth Ann and, and some of the things God put in her heart and some of the difficulties she went through. And now look at her. After this time, she's graduating out of university. She's doing well at university. Life coming together. She's so That's a great thing. Great thing. Because she connected with God. Let God put a dream in her heart. At one stage, it looked like it could never happen. She looked like she was overwhelmed and sinking under debt. Isn't that right? It looked like the world had come to an end. But, you know, change was just around the corner. Changes around the course. You've got to guard your dream. You've got to hold your dream. Never let your dream go. Paul, at one stage, was on a ship and the ship was in a huge storm. Everyone had given up hope the ship could be saved. Everyone was preparing to die. And in the middle of it, he stands up and he said, Well, don't quit. Don't give up. I believe it shall be as God has shown me. And they all got to listen to him. The man that they wouldn't listen to before now, suddenly they're listening to him. And he changed the course of that ship. He, changed, he, he was responsible for every person being saved. Why? He had a dream. He had a dream. He had something from God. The something God gives you is not just for you. It's for something much bigger. You need to guard the dream that God has given you. See? The woman refused to give up hope. Now, I want you to watch what this woman did. Man, she launted this child. She wanted this child. And she didn't sit down. When that child's put back in her hands, and that child, imagine, imagine having a little child dying in your arms. And you just begin to imagine what she must have gone through. And she didn't become bitter. She didn't become angry. I want you to see what she did. She guarded the dream. You see, before she had the child, she had the promise of a child. And she leaned on the promise. If God has promised me, then this is temporary. I'm not going to accept this problem. It's going to steal my dream. I'm going to have a child. I'm gonna have a child. I'm gonna have a child. Do you know what she did? This is what the You read through the story, this is what she did. She laid the child on the bed, she shut the doors, wouldn't let anyone see. No one is taking my dream from me. She said, Saddle up the horse, I'm out of here. And I said, Is everything okay? She said, Everything is fine. And so she takes off. And she won't even send someone else. She goes herself, she's gonna find the man of God. You notice here, she has now she begins to strongly push in. For the presence of God to give her a miracle and bring the dream to reality. She's a woman of prayer, passionate, strong prayer. The Bible tells if you read the story, she pursued, she pursued, and, 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 and they said, hey, how's it okay? Elisha saw her coming from the distance, Send his servant out, and the servant said, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, everything's okay. Is, is your family okay? Yes, everything's okay. Is your son okay? Son's okay. Notice what she's doing. Your husband okay? Husband's okay. Are you okay? Okay get out of my way. Why did she say that? She wasn't lying. She's got a vision. She's got a dream. She's not letting that dream go. She's not going to say negative things and say it'll never happen. She's not going to say it's all over. It's dead. It's hopeless. I've been tricked and I've been robbed. No way. All's okay. She's got a confession of faith. And then she comes and she lays hold of the man of God and she begins to push on him and says, I want you to come. He sends his servant. She says, no, you're coming. I won't stand for anything less than you coming. She pushed into the presence of God. Friend, you've got to guard your dream. And when your dream looks like it'll never come, then you've got to push in in prayer, persevering prayer, that God will move. Friend, God can raise up that dream. God can lift you up. You may look like you're going nowhere. God can put life into you and lift you up. The Bible says, Elisha came back to the house. Elisha saw the child. He went in and he got everyone out of the room and he got himself alone with the child. Then he stretched himself on the child and began to impart life into the child. And then the child sneezed. The spirit of death came off the child. The child rose up from the dead and was delivered to his mother. Friend, here's a woman who had a dream. She delighted in the Lord and then God gave her a dream through a prophetic word. She made room in her heart and life for God and God gave her a great dream. See, God wants to give dreams. He's the same God. He's still got dreams. He's still got dreams. The Bible says specifically in the last days, that's the day we're in, the spirit of God will come upon everyone and you will see visions and dream dreams. Think about that. God wants to show you things. But you've got to position yourself. See, she realized the power of the anointing, what it could do for her life. And she valued God and the servant of God. Secondly, she made room in her life through personal sacrifice lifestyle adjustment, and serving the work of God. Thirdly, she received a prophetic word that sowed a seed and brought forth a miracle in her life. Then, when that miracle looked like it was going to disappear, she hung on to God and believed, God, no matter how bad this looks, you're the God who raises the dead and gives them life. Nothing is too difficult for you. And so she, because of her persistent faith, not only received the miracle of a dream come true, when the dream looked like it was dead, she got another miracle, God raised it up just like that. When you read the story later on, you find that that miracle of that child being raised up was the key to her future provision in times of famine. Friend, you've got to fight for the dream God gives you, but if you've got no dream, you haven't even got started. Number one, get connected with God. Value the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Spirit of God. Value times in the presence of God. Value servants of God and begin to make yourself so you have room. Make room for God. Will you make room for God this year? To make room for God, you've got to change something. Start to give. Start to give sacrificially. Why? Because you want God to do something. Start to serve. Why? Because you want God to do something. Start to serve. Start to get yourself available. Available to help. Help with the youth. Help with some part of what God is doing. Why? Because you position yourself and you're delighting in the lord for god to work in your life and then you'll never know the day that god will suddenly say i'm going to touch you with the word of life i'm going to raise you up and put something in you and begins to speak about a ministry and suddenly the thing you've longed for it comes into starts to come into being and don't think there won't be contention over that there will be you've got to be a person who holds on to the dream god gave you there are always times when dreams look like they'll never come about there's always a time when it looks like everything is gone. looks like our dream is gone. But, you know, you've got to hold and passionately pursue God, and He can raise up what seems dead and bring it to life. I want you to just see a video clip now. It not take us about three minutes to watch it. And in this video clip, you're going to see a man, a black man. He, he went to receive from God because he was hungry. He went to Nigeria. And when he went to Nigeria... He had a heart attack and he died right there in the middle of the church. And so, what happened was, people gathered around this man and uh, they began to resuscitate him. There was a doctor, uh, there was a surgeon, and there was an army uh, uh, lieutenant. And all of them worked on him. In fact, they worked so hard trying to do CPR, the, the, the army guy broke two of his ribs. But he was as dead as a dodo. He was absolutely dead, gone, finished, lifeless, according to two doctors and one army captain. And uh, later on in the video, we won't see that. They actually testify that they checked him out. He's dead. You don't get deader than he was dead. And what I want you to watch, I want you to see. See, that man went to that camp. He went to that that place where the prophet was hungry for God to do something. Hungry for God to do something. He never knew what God was going to do, but he was hungry that God would do something in his life. He never realized he would die. And he never realized he'd be raised from the dead and have a testimony to speak of for the rest of his life. And I want you to see how easy it is for God to raise a dead man to life. You're going to watch and see in a few moments a man who's clinically dead, raised to life by this God we serve. He's not the God of Nigeria. He's our God. And whatever situation in your life is impossible, whichever seems to be, never can happen or whatever, God, our God that we serve is well able to raise you up. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, I want you to watch carefully. This is the God that we serve. He's a God of resurrection life. I want you just to watch now. We're just going to put this video clip up.
2: dead people are
0: checking his heart It's a surgeon you can see his eyes are wide open no life in them the doctor's shining a torch into the eyes there's absolutely no movement there's no response he's dead there's nothing they can do to resuscitate him CPR, pounded his chest and nothing happened, the man is completely dead, when you watch the video clip you notice it's quite strong light there, this is because it's during the morning. yeah they're picking him up now you watch the video you can see the light that's in the room this is clearly during the daytime they're carrying the dead body of the man into the room now this is clearly later at night and there he is lying in the bed and he's dead people are standing around and now the prophet the man of god has come in he's going to ask everyone to leave exactly what jesus did with the little child
2: oh lord jesus you give us the spirit To be like your son. You give us enough grace for whatever we face. Here is the dead. Give enough grace to raise him. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise again. Rise again. Jesus Christ, rise again. Now he's stretching
0: out over the man, just like Elisha did over the rise
2: child. Rise In the name of Jesus Christ, rise again.
0: but hardly believed it. See? Imagine going home today and saying, I went to church and I saw a man raised from the dead. That's what you saw. You saw the power of our God. The same God puts dreams in your life that maybe your life could have impact just like that prophet's has. Why don't we just close our eyes right now? Father, we just thank you. You're a God who imparts dreams into our life. Dreams that we can make a difference in this community, in this nation, and beyond. Lord, we ask that you would pour out your spirit into the lives of every young person here and sow dreams into their heart. Sow seed ideas of the things you have called them to do that will count for eternity. Just while our eyes are closed and heads about, I wonder is there any person here today? And you've come here tonight, maybe your first time or you've come several times, but you're not yet a Christian. You've never given your life to Jesus personally. You may have been to a church, but we're talking about having a personal relationship with God, receiving Jesus Christ. Jesus said to everyone who received him, everyone who believed on him and put their trust in him. This is a personal decision to welcome Christ into your life and to receive him as your savior. If you've never done that before tonight is your night you see he's very real you've sensed in the atmosphere the tremendous joy the life that's here and now tonight you need to make a personal response to jesus christ if you don't have jesus christ you are without the life of god you're cut off from god forever today you can go out of here a born again believer a person changed by the power of god but i want you to raise your hand you must make a personal response Because this is a personal decision. We don't get into heaven by being a a good person. We don't go into heaven by trying hard. We don't get into heaven by going to church. We get into heaven because we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Is there any young person, any person here tonight? I want you to raise your hand and say, I want to receive Jesus Christ. If that's you, please just raise your hand right now and say, I'm not a Christian, but tonight I want to be. I want to give my life to Jesus. Would you raise your hand tonight and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus want to become a Christian is there anyone here tonight don't worry about what your friends are thinking they'll think anything they're going to think anyway what really counts is that you make a personal response to God you may be feeling yourself your heart pumping it's because God is drawing you since tonight God is speaking to me I need to make a personal response I need to receive Jesus if that's you just raise your hand raise your hand say that's me I'm feeling God is talking to me tonight. I need to make a response. I need to say yes to Jesus Christ. Don't look around. Just keep your eyes closed. You make a personal decision. I want to receive Jesus. You say, what about my friend? Don't worry about them. They're going to make their own decision. No one gets piggybacked into heaven. We all make our own decision. Today is a great day for you. God bless you, dear. Anyone else put their hand up and say, I want to receive Jesus. Anyone else here? God bless you. I see your hand dear. Another one? Come on, there's another one or two you need to respond tonight. What well, a great thing to have a miracle take place in your life. Okay, put your hand down now. Is there anyone else? Just put your hand up. Anyone else tonight? I want to receive Jesus. I want to become a Christian. Young or old, this is your night. This is your chance. Make a personal response. To make a personal response have something of the life of God come into you and change you on the inside. God will connect his spirit to your spirit. You'll come alive on the inside. What a great miracle to happen in your life tonight. Come on, friend, raise your hand. Don't worry what others are thinking. You make that decision. God's speaking to me. I feel him pulling on my heart tonight. I feel all fluttery inside. I know I need to respond to God tonight. It's the last chance now. Just make a decision. Yes, I want to receive Jesus tonight. Put your hand up. Just let me see. Father, I just thank you for each one that's responded tonight. I'm going to ask you to do one more thing now. In a moment, everyone's going to stand up and everyone will clap because in heaven they celebrate when the person receives Jesus. I'd like the two people that put your hands up to just come and stand in front of me, facing me. If I'm Don't take a couple of minutes. I'm just going to lead you in a simple prayer to receive Jesus and everyone will pray the prayer with you. This will only be a couple of minutes. Everyone's going to be real excited. If a friend bought you, they can come up with you. That'll be great too. Are we all ready? So on the count of three. I want everyone to stand up. We're going to clap these two that put their hands up. There's ready. One, two, three. Church, let's stand up. Give them a great clap as they come. One over here. One over here. There's one over here. There's one from back there. That's
2: right. That's the right. way. Come on, stand with us.
0: There's another girl over there. Come on up, dear. Bring your friend with you. There's another girl over there. Put her hand on That's right. Come on up. That's it. Come on. Just keep clapping now, Judge. Keep clapping now as they come. Is there anyone else tonight you want to come? Just make a quick come to the front now.
2: God bless. God
0: bless. Amen. Is there anyone else? Not too late to come. Not too late to come. You want to come? Just come quickly now. Make your way to the front. Is anyone else? Anyone else? All right. Then. Let's just close our eyes now. We're going to pray a prayer. Everyone will pray the prayer. Just close your eyes and everyone will vanish for a moment. Prayer is talking to God. And when we talk to God, he hears us. And he responds to us because he loves us. You know, God so loved you, he sent Jesus Christ into this world to teach and to share what God is like. To die on the cross in your place for all your sins, everything you've done wrong. Jesus rose from the dead after three days. Now he puts his spirit, his life into you if you welcome him. I want us all of us, church, to follow us in this prayer now. Just listen and follow me. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Tonight I turn away from my sin. I turn to you, Jesus i believe you died for my sins and you've risen from the dead i receive you as my savior i receive forgiveness i receive your spirit into my heart and i give you my life tonight i thank you i belong to you you will always be my friend you will never abandon me You will always be faithful to me. Tonight, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Amen. Just keep your eyes closed for a moment. Lord, just touch each of these one. Touch her, Lord. Let your love and your presence fill her heart. Let your peace fill her heart right now. Lord, I thank you for this young girl. Lord, I just bless her in Jesus' name. We break every generational curse. We release God's blessing and favor into your life now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's give a great clap. Welcome to the family of God. you. That's a great one. How old are you, dear? Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, you got someone here with you, and they're going to give you a little gift and share with you next steps. That's Anna. This is Rachel going to talk with you about next steps of being a Christian. Okay, come on, let's give him a great clap, church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for people saved coming into your kingdom tonight. Okay, just one last thing now. I wonder tonight if there are people here tonight and uh, you're in a position where you know you need to make room for God. You need to make room for God. Like that woman, she made room in her life. Perhaps there's some things you need to let go of. There's some sin you need to repent of. Perhaps it's just you need to begin to commit yourself to giving. Perhaps you need to make yourself available to serve. You need to go to one of the leaders and say, I want to help. I want to be a part of what God is doing. I I want to serve. I want to find a place serving what God is doing in this place because I'm convinced that God has got great things for me and I want to position myself so I can be part of that. See, whatever it is, that God's speaking to you about, whether it's giving, whether it's about serving, whether it's about actually just making a commitment, you're going to open your life and be available for God to work in you, whatever it is, perhaps you got a God's speaking to you about building a prayer life. Perhaps you know that you've just let your prayer life go and you say, Lord, tonight I'm presenting myself. I want you to birth dreams in my heart and I'm positioning myself now to serve, to give and to be available for you to work in my life. If that's you tonight, why don't you quickly come forward. Just come forward just to this area, the right side of the church. And some here tonight, we want to pray for God's spirit to come on you. God to endorse that decision and begin to work in your life and prepare you for the things he has. Just come. There's quite a number of people need to come tonight. Need to deal with sin issues in your life. Need to let go of things. Some of you got habits you need to let go of. Some of you need to build a prayer life. Some of you need to make some time available to serve God. Make yourself available. Some of you need to make a commitment to be involved in serving be involved in sharing the work of god here see how, how are you ever going to be part of what god's doing if you don't become committed to the to the lord's work it's one thing to commit to the lord another to commit to his work to his people and become a part of making it happen you need to come along with the youth leaders and say i want to be a part of this what can i do to help can you shape my life can you help me i'm just so hungry for god i want more of god in my life there are others here now a wonderful response from young people tonight i also wanted tonight Uh, believe tonight remember that woman she absolutely believed that god could raise up the dead if god could raise up the dead god could heal you there's people here tonight and you have sickness in your body please feel free to come up to the left side at the front we'll get some people to pray for you in just a moment but you need to come with faith in your heart that god that did that miracle on the screen that you saw the god who raises the dead to life oh your your sickness has got to be easy huh if god can raise the dead to life then sicknesses like yours have got to be real easy ones Right? So after that, I mean, you know, a dead person coming to life, whew, everything's easy after that, isn't it? Eh? See? Mm-hmm. That's real easy after that. So you've got something wrong with your back, your legs, your muscles, your neck, your, or sometimes inside the blood system, organs, heart. Perhaps there's some area. Man, wow, that's got to be easy for God. Got to be easy for God. Easy for Him. Easy. So come expect. This is easy tonight. This is not hard. I just need to position myself to believe. Come on now. There's other people tonight are sick in their body. Need a healing miracle. Please feel free to come. Need some uh, folk to come up and pray. Some of the leaders to come up and pray. Some pray for healing. Need some come up and hear. Just I want you to get ready now. We're going to get the ones over here. Why do you to lift your hands to the Lord. I want you just in a moment to expect the Spirit of God to touch you. Friend, God has something great for your life. You were born for greatness. You're not born to just fritter your life away and go with the crowd. You're born for something great. But you've got to to position yourself for that to happen. She valued the anointing. Value the presence of God. Value holiness on the inside. That's what enables the anointing to flow. Value the men that God's anointed, women God's anointed. He's placed there. Go connect to them. Welcome them. Welcome their input to your life. The woman made room. Make room in your life. Something's got to go. If you're going to have more time with God, something else will have to go. TV watching, sleeping in, whatever. Okay, whatever it is, you say, God, this coming year, I want my life to grow. I'm going. I'm going. I know that I'm going to touch your presence. We've got prophets coming to the church next year. I'm going to be touched by one of those men of God. My life is going to be different in this coming year. Right now, I'm preparing for that difference. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. I want you to follow me in this prayer. Lord, I hear you calling me. I know you want my life to count. You have plans for my life. I surrender to those plans. I make room for you in my life. And I welcome the Spirit of God. Forgive me, Holy Spirit, for grieving you. I open myself tonight for new things to happen in my life. I ask you to prophetically sow dreams into me. Give me a dream for my life. Something to hold on to that came from God. Give me a verse. Touch me, Lord. Direct my life so I can make it count. I thank you, Lord. This coming year is going to be the best year of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, musicians, keep worshiping the Lord. We're going to lay hands on people. Father, I just thank you right now, Lord, that you're going to start to release your anointing. I pray for release of prophetic anointing. I pray, Lord, that you begin to touch people. they will feel your touch, feel your presence. Father, there's no little people in you, Lord. There's people that you raise up to do great things. Tonight, Lord, we release your power and presence. Father, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow. A prophetic anointing. Hearing your voice
2: clearly in Jesus' name. I think well, there's a lot of praise
0: there's a lot of things there's a lot your praise there's, 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 there's people being called into your heart your love and your power into a life tonight. Father, touch you. Touch you, Lord. Touch you with your mighty power. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just release all In Jesus' name. You're called to be a leader. God is putting boldness into your life. A spirit of faith and a spirit of boldness is coming over your life. You're going to have a huge influence on people. Power of God, touch your life. Thank you, Lord. Touch your Lord. Touch your Lord tonight. Touch your Lord tonight. By the release the created the Bible in your life. It's gonna work in your life prophetically.
2: Prophetically, you're gonna to start to see things,
0: dream dreams. God's raising up His armies.
2: We can see that God.
0: Break out, break out, break out of the restrictions that people have put on our life. Break out of the boxes of tradition. Break out of the expectations of people. Father, in Jesus' name, I break the controls that have hindered, limited and held her back. Oh. Oh, Use her as a gatherer, a gatherer and a counsellor. Use her mightily, powerfully. Touch the lives of the young
2: ones. A counselor, a minister to you. Oh. Oh. Did you feel the darkness tremble when and all the saints joined in one song and all the streets flow as one river? Wash away how broken it is. We can see.
0: Let's give the Lord a lot of great shout. Give them a great clap. Had a good time? Enjoy the presence of God? Remember, we've got to make room for God. So just begin to think what things you'll do that'll create room and space in your life for more of God. Amen? We want more of God, make room for Him. Praise We're going to celebrate rejoice. Andy, come on.
2: More than I have before. These words are from my heart. These words are not made up. I made a covenant with you. I am, am devoted. King of Majesty, I have sworn. Sing Jesus. Jesus, you are the Savior, God. Hey, 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 hey. And forever and ever, I give my praises to you. You know that I love you. You know that I want to know you There's so much more, more than I have before. we